0: You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, LuchaCentral.com presents Straight Out of the Bodega with King Fat Boy Papo Esco.
1: From the wrestling world of the podcast, world, it's Straight Out of the Bodega with your host, the King Fat Boy Papo Esco. Well, it's another beautiful Thursday and you. Have arrived, pulled up. Welcome to another edition of Straight Out of the Bodega. I am your master of ceremonies, the bully from the bodega, the lucha thug, the one man lucha gang, El Rey Gordo himself, the king, fat boy, Papoesco. And time and time again, I always say it, it never changes. We're going to take you on this ride, a ride through the blocks, back alleys, and street corners of the bodega. We're going to give you everything you need that's pro wrestling and entertainment. I'm ready. I know you're ready. So take a seat, pour up your favorite drink, and let's ride. Yo, it is Thursday, August 27th. And thank you for pulling up to another edition, another episode, another chapter in the saga that is the podcast, straight out of the bodega. I am your master of ceremonies, the king, fat boy, Papa Wesco. And man, my name rolls off the tongue so smooth, dude. I mean, I'll say this. I say my name multiple times each episode. And I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's word of mouth marketing. You know, I gotta let you guys know who I am So you don't forget I gotta stay relevant right I feel that way So for the people who didn't hear the first time For the people that are just tuning in And just for the people Who just wanna know I am your master of ceremonies The king fat boy Papa Wesco And from last Thursday to this Thursday Man I hope everybody's living their best life I hope you guys are having a great week I hope you conducted your business exactly the way you wanted to. I hope you guys are happy and safe and sane. And even if you were a little unhappy, mad, sad, depressed or whatever, you had a couple of issues that you needed to work out. I hope you shrugged that off, resolve those issues and you're back to being good. Me, I'm having a great time. I mean, despite, you know, the blackness and the smoke inside my lungs I'm, I'm doing i'm doing well i had a lot of things going on this past weekend and we'll get into that in a minute but i really wanted to just talk about for a second the the fires that we're going through in northern california man i mean Uh, First, I want to say, you know, shout out. I want to send positive vibes and prayers out to the people that are really going through it. You know, I'm not going through it so bad out here in my area, but there's people in in the northern parts of California, you know, even more north than where I'm at in, in the in the South Bay Area that are just really going through it, man, they're, they're, they're a half step away from evacuating, some of them have evacuated, and some of them have lost homes, and, you know, the the smoke is the last, is the least of what they have to deal with, excuse me, you know, I have family members in areas where the the sky is black, and ash is raining down, it's like walking through a, a, a real life living hell, you know, and I just really feel for those people out there, and I hope, and I pray that everything works out for the people out there, and, 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 you know, everyone stays safe, you know, it sucks what we, what they're going through, what I have to go through out here, though, it's not so bad, you know, I mean, there's still smoke in, in the, in the sky, and you can see it, it's thick, um, but all I gotta deal with is just inhaling the stuff, you know, but, I mean, even that, it just, it feels like, it feels, I don't know, it feels gross, to be quite honest with you, I mean, um, I don't smoke so if this is any indication of how I'm feeling you know of of a smoker then I I have no clue why you guys do it I mean you know no disrespect to the smokers you know I'm not trying to make you guys feel like you're doing something wrong so please don't take it that way but it's just this feeling is is not cool man you know Um, but Again, I just want to make sure everybody's cool. You know, Northern California is, is, is in, <laughs> it's, it's in, it's in peril right now. And, uh, you know, I, I just uh, I want to make sure everybody gets out of it safe. Well, like I said earlier, I had a couple things going on over the weekend. I took a trip down to Southern California, everybody. And it's because I got a call that I had been waiting on for a little bit. Over the weekend, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and the United Wrestling Network, they opened up their doors, got back to business. They had some TV tapings down there, and the king, fat boy, Papa Wesco, was a part of it. Shout out to the good folks at uh, United Wrestling Network and Dave Marquez for the opportunity. But, you know, man, when when I was going down there, I had one thing in mind, man. Show up and show out. And I feel like I did that. And I feel like I made the right kind of first impression. I feel like I made the right kind of impact. And, you know, I, I'm not I'm not gonna be disrespectful and, and, and spoil anything, but I will say that I was very excited with how I was used and I was excited that I got my jersey, you know. And I'm not gonna give it up. So um once again shout out for the opportunity i'm excited for what the future holds with uh the united wrestling network and and me and we'll just see how things go man uh more importantly I i was very very pleased with their professionalism and the safety measures that they went through to keep us as safe as we possibly can you know we're still in a pandemic and i was weary i was nervous and when i got the call i had questions but you know what Before I got the opportunity to ask the questions, they had the answers. And I was pleased with the answers and the safety measures, excuse me, that they put forth. I mean, first things first, they told me, yo, you cannot come down here unless you take a COVID-19 test and you show an official document that shows a negative result. You can't just call us and tell us you're negative. We're not going to take that. It has to be an official document. You've got to show us that. And um, we need to confirm that you have taken that test. So I did that. I, I, I took the test on a Wednesday afternoon. I got the results back. On a Friday And then Saturday morning I walked in the building But not before They made me take a temperature check you know they took information down from me for contact tracing they logged the temperature check both days and and you know they allowed me in. i had to wear a mask inside the building they set up an area outside for us to um get dressed and 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 you know they still stressed the social distancing they still stress the wearing the mask and you know i mean overall it was it was as safe as can be you know obviously no one is ever going to be truly safe. I mean, there's no person in this world, or no procedure or process in this world that can tell you that they guarantee your safety if you walk into their building or do, you know, what it is that 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 you're doing there. But I mean, as long as you're doing 100% of what you can do to stay safe, and you make people feel comfortable with that, then you're doing your job. And honestly, um, I applaud them for how they handled it. You know, from my perspective, it's just my Anyway, we got a good show for you today, man. Um, Over the course of the weekend, I got to meet a lot of new people, I got to see a lot of new faces, and I got a chance to sit down with one of them. On the show today... We got a guy, a young man, who's been working for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and the United Wrestling Network for quite some time. He's been blazing his trail on in the independent scene, and most recently, he got the opportunity to be a part of the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, United States Venture, the, the Lions, uh, Young Lions Collision. Um, I'm talking about my guy, Danny Limelight Rivera. We're going to bring him on. We're going to have a good discussion. It's just me and him, just two Boricuas just talking shop and and, and, and talking shit, man. It's going to be a good time. We're going to get right into that. But before we do, we're going to go to the golden voice. The first lady of the Lucha Central Podcast Network, Denise Salcedo and Lucha Central Central.
0: Lucha Libre Figures and Facts returns with a brand new episode focused on the legendary Ale Park, the original La Parka, and Jeffrey and Eric look at his 1994 Kalian action figure. Plus, get updates on the boss fight studio legends of Lucha Libre action figures and collectibles coming soon. Find the video version of each episode on the Lucha Central YouTube page at luchacentral.com or listen on your favorite podcast platform. Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, there will be a special Tuesday night edition of Photo Versus as photographers Jerry Villagrana and Alfredo Alvarado go mano a mano with their photos of Ultimo Ninja, who's better known these days as WWE's Humberto Garza, and the superstar himself will be joining the show. You don't want to miss this Tuesday at facebook.com/slash Lucha Central. On Tuesdays, Math Mats and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2pm Pacific 5pm Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at luchacentral.com then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday Tuesday nights live it's Wrestle Boss, where Favi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener Collins visit WrestleBoss Live.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked-about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez, as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central Weekly podcast—one in English, y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find. All the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week.
1: Well, everybody, it's interview time. As always, I'm your master of ceremonies, King Fat Boy Papo And today we got on a a, a very good guest. Um, I just met him over the weekend. As I said before, you know, we was on location out in um, SoCal for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And, you know, this this cat, man, he's he's I don't know if not too many people know about him. But for me, I've seen this cat, man. He's been blazing the trail through the independent scene for a while. And now, you know, he just got on at New Japan Pro Wrestling for this Young Lions thing that they're doing uh in, in America. So uh and I want to bring on right now, Danny Limelight
2: Rivera. What's going on, man? What's up, Papo Esco? Como estas, papi? Yeah, I'm good, bro. How you living? You good? I'm good, bro. Just chilling, chilling, man. You know, taking day by day, having a good time while I'm at it and, and, you know, tearing it up, bro. I see you doing your thing, too, man. By the way, congrats on your debut with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Ah, huge. I appreciate
1: that. I, yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting a long time for that, man. So I'm glad we on and I'm glad we're going to be doing uh, what we doing. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. I no to, spoilers. Nobody. I don't want nobody to get in trouble. But, you know, I'm excited for what's coming. I really am. Um, but yeah, I want to get right into the meat and potatoes of this conversation, bro. Um, I wanted to start off with, uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood, man. You know, we was there together this weekend. You know, we had two days worth of tapings, did a lot of stuff in that time. Like I said, no spoilers, but, um, you know, I know you've been working, um, you know, New Japan and, 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 and whatnot. But just coming back to championship wrestling from Hollywood, I know you was the mainstay there for about five or six years, man. How did it feel
2: to come back home and kind of just get back to it with, 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 the, with the roster? Man, it felt amazing, bro. Like, I, ever since I started wrestling for championship wrestling from Hollywood, and, you know, Dave Marquez, shout out to David Marquez, he kind of took me under his wing and brought me in when I didn't have nowhere to wrestle, nowhere to train at. And so since 2015, when I made my debut with my primo Gino, shout out to Gino, you know, I kind of considered Hollywood my home. And, you know, they they always took care of me. They always gave me, you know, opportunities. You know, I felt like I earned every opportunity I was given. And I just been rocking and rolling with them for, you know, five years now. And whether it was tag team division or, or singles run, you know, I had fun, man, good opponents, good matches, two segments every time, you know, main events, opening the show, whatever, whatever it is they gave me, I ran with it. And it felt so good after being so... Being gone for so long, you know, I think the last time it was at tapings was in February, you know, I had just came back from my injury, uh, missed out on the PPTB tournament that I had qualified to be a part of, came back, you know, was rocking and rolling in some singles matches with people like Steven Tresario, people like Ice Williams. And and then you know the, the the pandemic hit, so it it was kind of you know, kind of put like a little a little stop onto the run, and then you know now that we came back this weekend, it felt amazing. You know, I'm not gonna drop any spoilers either, but you know I had I had five matches this weekend alone, and and I loved it, man. It was awesome. It was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I I've seen you doing your thing, man. You got all the
1: tools. I I, I tell you what, man. I, I enjoy watching you work. Um, speaking of the pandemic, man. Um, for me you know, I said it a little bit earlier um, and the listeners heard it, you know, I I gave a huge shout out to Dave Marquez and the crew for how they handled us coming back, you know, with all the protocols for, uh, you know, the the coronavirus and, and, you know, having us, you know, give the official tests and, you know, doing the temperature checks and just making sure we had the masks and social distancing and everything. Yeah, obviously, besides us being in the ring, but you know, how, how did you feel when when you got the call? Did you have any reservations of whether or not it was going to be a safe environment? You like, yo, I rock
2: with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I rock with Marquez, and I know everything's going to be right. Uh, definitely the, the latter. You know, I rock with Marquez. I rock with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I rock with the staff there. Um, having having just done, you know, twelve weeks or so of TV with New Japan in the same building. You know, they they follow the same procedures. You know, we all got tested. We all had our masks, kept social distancing and stuff like that. And uh, they cleaned the ring in between matches. I knew that Marquez was going to do the same thing, you know. Um, I knew that the people there were going to make sure that our temperatures were good. They weren't going to let anybody in the building that didn't take the test or that, you know, had a high temperature and stuff like that for our safety. So I wasn't, I wasn't afraid. Um, I wasn't reserved. Like, as soon as I got the call, um, originally, they didn't even send me the email. They, they forgot my, They forgot to add me in the email for the dates. And so, you know, I, I reached out. I was like, "Hey, you guys still need me?" And they were like, "Oh, yeah, of course. You know, we need you both days. Make sure you get a test, yada, yada, yada." Um, so, like, I, I, I knew it was gonna be good. And, and as you saw, you was there. You know, everybody was good. Everybody was safe. You know, the, the ring was cleaned in between matches. And I think they did a great job at, at just protecting us and keeping us, you know, the best to the, you know, the best of their ability, keeping us safe during this time and still yeah. allowing us to wrestle and, and, and do our thing. You know.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I I was definitely uh happy and and uh mad respect to them cats out there for for the way that they handled the the whole weekend. You mentioned uh New Japan uh pro wrestling, but before we get into that, I wanted to ask you, man, you know, um I see that you uh spent some time in the military, man. Um you were a Marine?
2: Yeah, I did I did uh, 10 years in the Marine Corps. Um I I, I enlisted in 2008. I went to boot camp in 2009, and I did 10 years as a Marine. Um, I made it to the rank of staff sergeant, which is E6. Uh, I was a Marine Corps drone instructor, so when the kids were going to boot camp, I was training them. And, you know, I did I did a lot of a lot of things uh, um, in the military, and, I, you know, I'm grateful for what the military did for me and my career, and, and it kind of just kick-started this young wild boy's life. You know, I was 17 when I joined, and I was a knucklehead, you know, like most cats from where I'm from and, and the Marine Corps sent me straight and a lot of people know, you know, the, the adversities I face in the military and stuff like that, but I hold no bad blood for the Marines. I thank them all the time and uh, I'm blessed that I was able to serve, you know?
1: Yeah, man. Thank you for your service, bro. I know that I've, I have friends that have been in the military, whether it be the army or the Marines or whatever, and they, they always talk to me about the, the strenuous, you know, boot camp and, and how hard it is you know uh the training and, and just waking up early being conditioned to stay clean and just trying to discipline you from all aspects man um how hard was that for you was it something that you were able to you know uh uh jump right into and just adapt to or you know
2: you, you was you a little reckless in the beginning and you had to be broken down and built back up <laughs> well i was definitely a little reckless it had to be broken down um you know when i was a kid my mom and dad they were like they they were like, you know, I was, I was bad, you know, I did a lot of stupid shit, because I wanted to, you know, fit in, or, or I wanted to be part of the crowd, or whatever you want to call it, and they would always be like, we're going to send you to boot camp, and, you know, set you straight, because back then in the 90s, you know, um, the Maury show would have the drill instructors, and drill sergeants come on to the show to scare the kids straight, and stuff like that, and so they will always scare me, and shit, and uh, one time, my dad actually grabbed me, and brought me to, like, the 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 place and he was like he's like you better apologize right now and tell me you ain't never doing this again i'm walking you right in here and i'm sending you with these guys like and then you know fast forward years later jokes on them because i joined on my own i went to boot camp you know i did a lot of wild things my drone truck decided to See the drone instructor stats on Innings, Drone instructor stats on Askew. Drone instructor stats on and Drone instructor stats on Donnelly. You know them four, them four beasts right there. They sent me straight, man. And then when I, when I when I made it into the top ten percent of the Marine Corps and I got selected to go to drone instructor school, you know I went to drone instructor school. I graduated number one. And then I went. and I was the guy scaring kids straight and t- you know taking the knuckleheads and, and teaching them you know the right the right way to go about doing things and just making them men, You know and and, and something I'll never forget. And it was one of the best times of my life.
1: I like to hear stories like that, man. You know, you turn a negative into a positive, and and you reel it in and and try to give back. You know, I always like yes, that. Sir. You know, you you, it's something that real men do, and I I, I applaud that, man. And again, thank you for your service, man. The ten years is a long time. It's more than It's more than the the minimum, right? Like, like it's four years, right? Yeah, it's four years yeah, so, and stuff
2: like that. So I did yeah. I did ten.
1: That's that's oh. dope, man. That's dope. I want to get back into into pro wrestling, though. I mean, you've been blazing the trail, man, for yourself uh for quite some time um i have to ask though did did you start training after you got out of the marines or did you uh train a little bit beforehand i hear a lot of stories like i had i had jungle boy on a little while ago he was talking about he was like nine or ten and then uh i had mysterioso on a little while ago he was talking about he was like 13 or 14 or something like that people started young these you know and uh did you start young or did yeah. you start uh after
2: Nah, you know, honestly, man, I had no idea what independent wrestling was. When I was a kid, all I knew was WWF and WCW. I didn't know about New Japan, Ring of Honor, like any of those places, you know. I didn't know that there was independent wrestling shows. I didn't know that, you know, even even when, and then, then when WCW went away, I knew what TNA was, you know. Um, and when I started training, I, I, it was random, bro. Like I was in Target with my daughter. She was in the shopping cart. She was four months old. And I was I was walking down the Blu-ray aisle and she looking for a movie, and she ended up like swinging her hand or something and she knocked down some movies, and I picked them up and one of them was The Rock's top ten greatest matches and I was like you know The Rock was my favorite growing up so I was like it would be cool to go home and just you know reminisce you know some nostalgic just watch my you know my, my favorite wrestler stuff I didn't know that the, I didn't know at the time that, that the network was a thing I didn't know that and I think the network the network was just starting out in 2014. Um, so i buy this i buy this dvd i go home with my daughter you know we i put her in a little bopper she's like four months sipping on a bottle and i'm watching the rock and and, you know my ex-wife my daughter's mom she comes home from from work she's she was also she's still in she was in the marine corps that's where we met she's still serving right now Um, she's actually a recruiter. She comes in and she sees me watching wrestling and she tells me how she had never watched wrestling. She never saw it, you know? And so I was like, you know what, you never saw it. And I thought it would be, you know, and I hadn't watched wrestling for a while. So like, I thought it would be a cool like date to just go watch wrestling. So I looked up online when WWE was coming back or was gonna be in like San Diego area. And it turned out the next week they were gonna be at the Valley View Casino. And I was like, oh, this is a coincidence, you know? So I bought tickets for her and I to go watch WWE live. Um, the main event was Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in a tables match. And um, so we went there to go watch the um, the show. Actually, no, the main event was Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns versus somebody in the tables match. He hadn't, he hadn't turned yet. And and then um, so, so I go there to this live show, and this is in 2014. I watched I watch the show with, with my, my daughter's mom yeah. and some dude that I knew came up to me and was telling me that, you know, he didn't know I was a wrestling fan, that he was trained to be a pro wrestler. And I thought it was so funny. Like I wasn't trying to laugh at him, but you know, when 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 I was a kid and I told people I wanted to be an actor or a stunt man, I wanted to be a wrestler. Like they looked at me like I was crazy. Cause I was a little kid, little right, right. Weeks, not nosed kid from Brooklyn. You know, it's silly. So when this grown man was sitting there telling me he was trying to train to be a wrestler, I thought it was a joke. And he was like, no, I'm serious, man. You know, you're super in shape. You do this, you do that here's the address. Come check it out. So, you know, my, my daughter's mom was like, go ahead. If you want, I went and I showed up and it was this wrestling ring and people doing roles and stuff like that. And suplexes. And, and I was like, Oh, he's like, this is real. And I didn't know what independent wrestling was. And so I, you know, I joined up to start training the next, the next Monday I, I turned on raw, just to see what wrestling was like. And when I turned on raw, Rollins turned on the shield. That day, okay, and yeah. like I was, I was immediately hooked, and I was immediately a Seth Rollins fan, and and so I started watching a lot of Seth Rollins stuff, and I started learning about the independence, So I started watching Tyler Black, you know, and I started and I started learning about Ring of Honor, and I started learning about New Japan, and then like I started learning more about what the independent wrestling scene was like, and so I started training. Well, and I was still in the military; I was a sergeant at the time, and um, I had just started training. And so i i I made my i started training in august of 2014 i made my debut in october like a royal rumble type style match and then in december i had my first singles match in the main event for one of the championships in the company um and and it was just the rest was history man i got hooked and then i started wrestling and i was having like one match a month um for the first few months and then that next year heading towards the summer my school the old school i was training at kicked me out because I ended up taking a booking at another company and I won a match over there and and they, they just felt like I went into business for myself and like, oh, why are you accepting other bookings and doing this and doing that? And I'm like, well, from my understanding, I was an independent wrestler. So I, that, to me, that means I could wrestle wherever I want and do whatever I want. Um, and so they kicked me out to school, telling me I'm never going to wrestle again, that nobody's going to book me. They're going to just like tell everybody not to work with me, yada, yada. And that lasted about one and a half months before Marquez gave me a call and said he wanted to bring me to Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. So in less than a year of making my debut, I was I started wrestling for TV at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood.
1: Man, I've always been I've, I've always been like weary of people like that, man. Like I, it's, I I've seen it I've seen it before. Where promoters and and you know maybe you know coaches or or whatever at at other uh, you know training academies would be like yo you need to do this this and this or I'm gonna make sure you don't get ahead and they just try to hold you down I, man I hate I hate that I'm I'm glad yeah. I have people like you know like Gabriel Maris of Pro Wrestling Revolution uh, Marcus Mack at all Pro Wrestling uh, Big Rick Ezekiel Jackson at Brickhouse Pro and yeah. even Dave Marquez cast like that that are like you know what you know fuck all that man you know you got talent we see something in you we're gonna use yep. you i don't care what nobody else says or nothing like that man i mean for me you know it, it was it was a little it was a little rough because i'm not you know brian cage you know what i'm saying i'm not ricochet i'm not Zack sabre yeah. jr i'm not one of them dudes that is all pretty in the face and has all kinds of you know muscles <laughs> and, and and nice looks and so i'm i'm just some beefy fat boy from from you know, from the hood that, that just wants to wrestle, you know, I, I feel like I got a good look and some people do, but, and as well, but overall, I just feel like I'm not looked at, like, I'm in, from never, like,
2: from never knowing you and just seeing your shit pop up on Facebook and, and, like, I always saw that you would look like a big ass bulldog, like a savage, you know, like. And, and that was what your character was. You know, you wasn't like somebody out here trying to do front flips and back flips. or you wasn't trying to be like a ladies man. You know, you came and you came with that hood shit. And, I, and that was one thing that when I saw you at Hollywood and I looked at the paper and I saw what was happening. And I was like, oh, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No spoilers. You know? No spoilers. No spoilers. I was like, this makes a lot of sense. But no, you know? my, my point, my point is, you know, it's just it,
1: it, it, it troubles me a lot when. I hear stories like that where it's like, I'm going to make sure you don't ever work again. And yeah, I don't yeah. think you got what it takes. And I you don't- see, but the
2: real ones don't let that shit stop. Bro. Right. right. Like Mar- David Marquez, like he, he's, he's all about people going out there making more money. He's never going to be the person that tells you, oh no, don't take that because you're wrestling for me. Oh no, don't do that. Cause you're wrestling for me. He's the one that's going to be like, go make more money. You know, yeah. there, there's certain promoters out there. That 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 are that, that that are not with that stuff, and th- and those are the ones I like to work for. I hate the people that try to politic and oh, I'm gonna blacklist this person, yeah. cancel this person. I like I ain't got time for that man. I just want to grind. I want to work. I feel like I have the tools that I need and. and and, you know, David Marquez saw that five years ago when I was... And I look back at my old matches, man, and I thought I was good. I'm like, oh, I wasn't that good, you know? Like, I, I had a lot of things I needed to work on. And even today, I have a lot of things I need to work on. But, you know, he saw something in me back then, and, and he brought me on. And I think that's what really kicked off my wrestling career. Well,
1: man, before we go any further, shout-out to Dave Marquez. For me, shout-out to Gabe Ramirez. Shout-out to Marcus Mack. Uh, Big Rick. Shout-out to Brandon yeah, Shout-out to Marcus Mack. I mean, they they they're definitely doing things the right way i applaud them cats for being stand-up dudes um but let's talk more about 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 wrestling man you you took your first booking and then Mm -hmm. obviously that led to a second a third a fourth a fifth i've seen you wrestle a lot of dudes man um on the independent scene i'm not talking about new japan just yet i'm just talking about the independent scene um Mm -hmm. you know you was wrestling like guys like sam sammy Guevara. Uh, a bunch of dudes that are on AEW and, and, and yeah. you know, uh, WWE television. Talk to me about some of the high-profile matches. Actually, you know what? Talk to me about how, your first couple of matches and, and what matches you had that actually had fireworks start to go off in your head, like, um, oh, I'm, I'm starting to get
2: this now, you know? Yeah, um, I would say the first match that I had that that really drew some attention to me was against B-Boy in San Diego. I mean, excuse me, in LA. He's in San Diego now running Ground Zero Pro. So shout out to B-Boy. Yeah, shout out to him, B-Boy. I was wrestling B-Boy and at UEW in LA. Um, I had a singles match. I was green as shit. I didn't have I didn't even have real gear yet. And um you want to laugh? I was wearing women's leggings <laughs> <laughs> because I had because I had a nice body and stuff. The leggings that I was buying, I would go buy like designer leggings, so they had like dope ass graphics on them. Yeah. So it it didn't just look like yoga pants, you know? Right. But it it wasn't real gear, and I wrestled b boy in front of a pretty decent crowd, and we went like eighteen minutes, and it was my longest match that I had had yet, and I was only like seven months in it was probably like my 10th match, you know? And that was what really started getting attention attention on me. And then I think what really kicked it off was I wrestled. I went into a feud with Douglas James in San Diego. And I, ha- I had never met him. And we had a triple threat match. And it was cool. And then we had a singles match. And it was tight. And then we had another match. And then we, won- we went into like a ladder, tables, ladders, chairs match. And then I won a championship. And then we had a a two out of three falls match in April of 2016. And we were like the third match on the card. And the main event was like B-Boy, Willie Mack, um, Cholo, um, somebody and the other person on the card was another match like Brian Cage and Paul London was on the card. Famous beat like all these sick ass Lucha Underground. It was at the time Lucha Underground was popping. And all the guys from Lucha Underground was on this card. And me and DJ had a two out of three falls match in, in San Diego. And Conan was there and he saw the match he loved it it was the match of the night you know like I don't care what anybody says it it went up there for SoCal match of the year like it was a fire match and Conan grabbed me and DJ after the match um Victoria was there also she like pulled us aside was like you know telling us how amazing it was yada yada yeah Conan grabbed us and said I want both of you to run that back in Mexico at the crash Oh, the crash, yeah. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what the crash is, one of the biggest promotions in Mexico in the Fausto Fausto Gutierrez Auditorium, 5,000 people. So me and DJ make our debut in Mexico. We open the show to a sold-out crowd of 5,000 plus. And the main event is Hijo de Santo and Santo.
0: Wow. This is
2: versus garza and like mecca 450 uh, mr 450 or mecca wolf now yeah and on that same card you had penta and phoenix lince dorado ray horace willie mack ray mysterio was on the card like he was a stack card and me and dj opened the show and we went they gave us 12 minutes to go out and just show mexico what we can do and we tore it up and that's what that's when bookings really started coming in Um, And, you know, you talk about the people that, like, I've wrestled. Yeah, I've wrestled Sammy Guevara. I've wrestled Scorpio Sky. I've wrestled Phoenix. I've wrestled wrestled Pentagon, Ray Horace. I've wrestled, you know, a lot of these guys that you see on AEW. I've wrestled TJP several times, you know, like some people you see on WWE. I've trained with, you know, Jungle Boy. I've trained with Luchasaurus, John Morrison, you know. All these guys that are doing such amazing things in the business kind of took me, you know, and, and really helped me elevate my game, you know. And Mariachi Loco and Little Cholo are the ones I give the most credit to because when I didn't have a school to train at, they would hit me up and be like, Hey, if you wanna come and get some 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 lucha work in or you wanna come get some wrestling work in, just come on a Friday in Anaheim. Now a drive from San Diego all the way to Anaheim on a Friday for like two hours to just work, just me, Mariachi, Loco, and Cholo. And and they really, really helped me take my game. They showed me how to really do rope work. And that's where I started really taking my my wrestling to like the next level and, and becoming more innovative with things. I came up with my finisher, that DDT that I do, the Symbio DDT, um, working with Mariachi and Cholo. They showed me how to run the ropes that way, work, you know, and walk the ropes and, and be more confident in the ring. And, and, and those guys really were the ones that helped me, you know, and then, you know, I would hit them up and be like, what do you think of this and this? And they'll be like, Yeah, try it. And I would try it with some of the best in the business and having these matches and, and creating more innovative spots and, and that's what really, you know, set me apart from the people that I was coming up with.
1: Man, shout out to Little Cholo, Mariachi Local. They were on they were on the 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 podcast a few episodes back. We had a good conversation, man. I love them dudes, man. I really, the Lucha homies. Yeah. I, re- I really don't know little Cholo as much as I know, uh, local. We Mariachi. Yeah. We, we know each other pretty well, man. And, and them cats, they're, they're real dudes. They're solid dudes. And and I, yeah, I always, man. I always appreciate guys like that, that are, that are willing to give back and give you input and just yeah, try to help they ain't, you.
2: They didn't have to do that. You nah. know, they, at that time they were, they were running Lucha Underground Rabbit Tribe. Like, they were busy. They were having bookings all over. They were like some of the best dudes in SoCal, and like you know, mariachi Loco, In my opinion, is one of the best luchadors in San Diego. In, well, not San Diego in SoCal, and he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. So overlooked. Yeah,
1: so so overlooked. overlooked. A told, great
2: character. So much fun. And and the best part about it, he's a great person to have yeah. in the locker room. I love that dude, man. I told and him, like, a, Cholo,
1: I told him a little while ago, man. I said, man, his, the mariachi, the mariachi local character is so made for TV that he like the fact that he ain't on somebody's television is just a a travesty man it's it's a it's just disrespectful i
2: I agree man i I had that conversation with him the other day as well we were talking you know i sent them a spot i said you know what do you think of this to this and he was like do it and i did it in my match with kevin martinson and and it hit it hit so clean and i was like yeah man you know he has a knack for it and cholo is just an og you know he's he's so good he's a legend in soCal and and he's not booked enough either you know so it's yeah. like I, I'm just I'm just blessed to have been able to work with these dudes and, and train with these dudes you know and, and and then you know John Morrison helping me put the parkour that I do and the stunt stuff that I do into my wrestling and knowing when to put it in certain spots I learned that from John you know
1: man like, John, John Morrison f- funny story about John Morrison um so I met him at, at all pro wrestling um and you know, I talked to him for maybe five or ten minutes or whatever, and then I I left it alone. You know, because I didn't want to bug him. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I got called up to do extra talent work for WWE, uh, and um, I went. Right. So he had just got signed back with WWE, so he was there. Man, let me let me tell you how cool this dude is. You know, like like I I so I'm not. I'm not, you know, one of them dudes that is presumptuous. You know, I'm I'm not going to, you know, you met me once. I'm not going to assume that you even going to remember who the fuck I am. You know what I mean? John Morrison comes up. He's shaking hands with all the extra talent. He shakes my hand. And I said, what's up, man? My name's Popo. He goes, I know. He said, I met you at All Pro Wrestling. And I said, oh. Well, bro, I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to make it seem like, you know, you were supposed to know me. He said, no, nah, no, nah, we cool, man. I remember you. I said, we only talked for like five or ten minutes. He was like, no, no, no. I remember you. You're, you're cool, man. He's like, glad to see you again. He just walked away. I was like, fuck, dude. I felt like man, You want to hear
2: crazy? because <laughs> Listen, John, you know when they say don't meet your heroes, bro? Listen, yeah. when, when I stopped watching wrestling, it was right around the time when he was the ECW champion. And I loved that. I loved his work. Yeah, My sister was in love with him, <laughs> you know, like. So when I met John for the first time, I was training at a ring in Burbank, and John came in and he was like in the ring with us working on some stuff. We were working on some stuff together, and he found out that I was doing that I did that I did stunts and I acted. Yeah. At the time, he was getting ready to do his new movie, Speed of Time, and he needed somebody to help him come up with the pre-visual fight choreography for the film. So he grabs me. We go to Jam, joining on movement in 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 uh, L.A. And we start going over the fight choreography for the film, you know, Gringo Loco's there. Shout out to Gringo Loco from GCW and MLW. You know, he's there with us. We're going over fight choreo for the film. Um, and then that's all it was. It was no pay. I didn't ask for any money. I just wanted to help John out because he was helping me in the ring, Try to return the favor, helping him back. You know, it was right. fight choreography. Two weeks later, he calls me and he's like, hey, you're in the movie. You, I'm flying you out to Florida. You're going to be part of my new film. Oh, word? So I went to Florida with him and I did all the stunts for his new movie. Wow. Wow. Bro, love the dude, man. He took care of us there. The, his people took care of us there. We hung out, you know, beautiful resort uh, in, in Florida and in, in the Tampa area. And and I had a great time. So shout out to John Morrison. The speed of Times coming out soon. He's going to film festivals right now and I'm you know I'm super happy and excited because it's my first you know movie that's that's actually been accepted to film festivals and I'm doing the stunts in it. Man, I can't wait so that, to see I can't wait to see that.
1: And shout out shout out to Gringo Local, man. I, I'm a huge fan of that dude, man. I want to
2: get him on this podcast. And I, I actually I want to wrestle the dude, man. I want to wrestle him too, man. He's uh, he's, he's he's so good. He, uh, I think me and him would do I think you guys would do great stuff too, man. I think he's not a hard person to talk to, but I say hit him up. I'm sure he'll hop on it, man. Yeah, 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 for sure. Hey, man, but going back
1: to that Symbio DDT, man, that is one of the dopest finishers I've seen in person anywhere, man. The way, like how you did it, you you springboarded. Now, I've seen you do it a couple different ways in the the highlight reels and stuff like that on on YouTube. But the way I saw you do it this weekend, you springboarded onto one set of ropes, jumped to an other set of ropes and then flipped over for the I, I would say like <laughs> the tornado style DDT. Man, yeah. First of all it takes a l- level of agility. I applaud you for that for that shit man for real. But just like even something I mean I don't know I don't want to call it simple but even something for for someone as agile as you something that I don't know I don't want to call it simple bro but I I I'll, I'll, for the sake of the of the conversation I'll say that. Something so so simple as the DDT the way you use the ropes to incorporate a different way, a different spin on it, man, that shit, it's impactful, dude. And it, in in my opinion, bro, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass or nothing like that, but that, that for for high flyers, that is the equivalent of the Stone Cold Stunner, in my opinion, bro, because that shit came, it just comes out of nowhere. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Thank you so much, man. What, what how, How'd you, I know you said you worked with Cholo and, and, and local on that, but how, how did you come up with
2: that you know, sequence to, to, to get to the DDT. So, um, the DDT was born <laughs> two years ago. As the first time I started working on it. And it started with me, with, with, my, uh, Maria was teaching me how to do like a knuckle lock cool arm drag where I run the rope, boom, boom, bouncy, bouncy arm drag. Right. And me, the way my mind works is okay. A lot of people in Lucha or in the SoCal scene does arm drags like this. How can I, use this little knuckle lock you know move and instead of doing an arm drag do something cooler out of it then so then it became a hurricane rana. me doing a hurricane rana for like an opening shine and then i was like nah i want something better than that and i came up with a dvt out of it yeah and when i hit it uh it came off so clean that loco was like that's your finisher and so for for a while i was doing it out of the knuckle lock knuckle lock chop or look a lot kick to the head spring spring ddt right then i was i got i started training harder and i got more comfortable doing the doing the move where i was like i don't need to hold somebody's hand i'm just gonna use my parkour background my 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 agility right you know my spider skills (laughs) and freaking just run up the rope myself i'll run towards the corner bounce bounce turn into the tornado ddt and then that way i can hit it out of nowhere and it's not so set up where i'm just holding the hand and going with it it's more like a sequence you know something something bang i hit the dude and then i just take off or they they whip me to the corner thinking everything's all good and then i just counter and hit them with it and when i started doing it like that i was like man like i could really hit this out of nowhere yeah and then it wasn't until new japan where i was like i wonder if i could take this to the next level if like something happens and i'm on the apron And I hit somebody with like a kick and then I spring and then spring to the other side from the outside in and then hit the DDT. That was the first time I did it was at a new Japan. And and I was like, this is, this is the new way, this is the the way, this is the one
1: clean. It's clean, man. It's, it's clean. I, I don't know what else to say. It's one like legit, like legit. And, and again, I'm not one to be trying to blow smoke up. Nobody's, you know, behind, but bro. That This one of the cleanest moves I've seen. It's like one of my favorite finishers right now. And, Thank you so much. And for me to say that is a lot because I'm very critical about, about finishers. I, I will say this, man. I, I hope and I pray. I haven't seen it yet, and I don't know if it's happened. But I hope and I pray you protect that finish because no, no, no one should kick out of that. No, no one should kick out of that. It's, it's that that's one of them finishers. That's, it's a special finish,
2: bro. I, I, I'm a huge fan of it. The only person that there's only been two people that kicked out of it, and it was TJP kicked out of it, but not from that spring style from the from the older way. TJP kicked out of it, and Pentagon kicked out of it, and I hit Phoenix with it, and Penta broke up the count. So the only three times have people not gotten up from. the well, you know real DVT.
1: You know what? With with those names, I guess we can make exceptions <sighs> when it comes to those names, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So but man, other than that, yeah. If I hit that, is they down? They down for the count.
1: You mentioned uh, your spider skills. You you
2: you a Spider Man guy? I know you got the tattoo on on your chest. I am. Um, growing up as a kid, man, uh, my pops, you know, used to bring home comic books for me all the time. Um, you know, my pops was doing his thing in the streets, and and but you know he was one person outside the crib. But when he came home was somebody else, man, he was a completely different person, he was a real father, and he showed me what being a father is like, and that's something that I do, And even with me as a father now I'm to a little girl. And my pops would just come home, and, and he would bring Spider-Man comics. And, you know, just something about Spider-Man and Peter Parker and, and the way he is as a person, as a human being, and, and as a hero, it's um, just something like I was just so drawn to. And the, Spider, the Spider-Man thing didn't really start coming into a plane to my life until my godson passed away. You know, he, he passed away from SIDS, but I would always bring him, like, Spider-Man toys or Spider-Man, you know, plush dolls or whatever, and he just loved it. Yeah. And so when he passed away um, from sudden infant death syndrome, um, I went to his funeral in my spider suit. I had a, I had a custom spider suit made from a studio, um, and it became you know, something that I felt like I should be doing a lot more of. So then I started getting more suits made. I started going to children's hospitals and visiting kids in my spider suits. I started going to schools and doing like school readings and school appearances as Spider-Man. And then Marvel called me and I went and my first stunt audition, my first audition ever was in Marvel for their Marvel stunt show. And it was to play Spider-Man. Wow. And so I went there and then that's how I got into stunts. So Spider-Man took me into stunts. Wow. And then when I started doing that, Um, you know, people started calling me Spidey Limelight in the ring because the way I ran the ropes, the way I did my flippy stuff, and I was doing backflips over people. Instead of like a a normal leapfrog, I was backflipping over them. And then they just, they started calling me Spidey Limelight. So then my gear started getting changed. And I want to just take a second and shout out to Samantha Packer because I would send her a copy, a picture of like a copy of my favorite Spider-Man comic books. And she would make my wrestling gear based off that suit that he wore in that comic. So I had like the og red and blue i had the iron spider i had the Symbiote spider-man i had the future foundation i had the captain america spider-man i had any kind of like you know i had the the avengers end game spider-man with the far from home mix into it like yeah, it was yeah. just so many different things that i was doing with spider-man and then you know it was the year of the spiders when i called it and then i was just rocking and rolling that spider-man and, and and it just worked you know it was me it was true to who i was and then you know the year finished and 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 then i ended the year with spider-man 2099 because i was foreseeing the future and i made my debut with impact wrestling once again shout out to dave marquez for getting me all impact and it was it was at the pay-per-view unbreakable and it was me versus trey miguel versus ace austin versus jake chris versus adrian quest oh word for the x X division championship and that match was lit insane can i find i could find that right that Yes. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go check that out. I didn't even know that, man. Shit, man, you're doing some big things, bro. Yeah, and that was last summer. Um, and I, in my opinion, in that five way match, I had the best showing. Wow. You no, know, um, it was it was insane. I really enjoyed that match a lot. It was my second time being in the ring with a- with um Ace Austin. Um, I've wrestled Adrian Quest plenty of times, but it was my first time with Trey Miguel, my first time with Jake Chris. Jake Chris was the X Division champion at the time, and it was insane night. I really enjoyed the match a lot.
1: I had yeah, a lot of damn, fun. I'm going I'm gonna have to check that out, man. Hey, you know, shout outs to your family, man. I'm sorry that that happened, man. Rest in peace um, to him. Uh and shout out to Samantha Packer, man. It's funny how small the, the wrestling world is. I'm I'm j ju- I'm using her now for a bunch of different pieces that I'm working on. Um, and you know, she she's I'm not gonna speak on her stuff, but she's having a little bit of a hard year. So, you know, positive yeah. vibes, positive vibes and prayers out to Samantha Packer. I hope she does well. And um, selfishly, I hope she gets well enough so that she can get get on my gear.
2: <laughs> but um, she does yeah. all my gear, man. All my gear,
1: man. So check this out, man. You 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 are actor. You know, shout out to that. You 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 did mm-hmm. stunt work. You you pro mm-hmm. wrestling. I, I want to talk now about New Japan. I mean, now you're one of the young lions and in, in the in the shows that they're doing in the U.S. I, I want to know. Who who approached you? How did that how did that happen? And
2: and <laughs> you know, where did it all lead from there, you know? I, I'm gonna sound like a broken record player right now, but once again, shout out to Dave Marquez. Like, this man, you know, brought me to Hollywood. He introduced me to Rocky Romero. I met Rocky Romero a few years back when I first started wrestling for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Um Rocky was a great dude. He's another Puerto Rican cat. Um and we just connected immediately. You know, I was young, I was You know, my first year, first year and a half in, and he watched my match, gave me some feedback, you know. Um, We kept in touch, you know, exchanged Instagrams, exchanged Twitters, yada, yada. And I had took a break from wrestling when I became a drone instructor. So I took like a year and a half off when I was a drone instructor. And when I came back, you know, I had a really good year. It was the year of the Spider. I came back strong, and Rocky had hit me up and said he wanted me to come out to the New Japan tryouts that they were having in the fall this last year. Um, and I was like, you know, sure, I'm down. You know, I appreciate the invite, of course. It's, it'd be an honor to come out, yada, yada. So I come out to this tryouts. you know. Shabada's there, you know, Rocky's there. You know, they got the Young Lions, Carl Fredericks, Clark Connors, Alex Cough- Coughlin. I'm pretty sure I said his name wrong. He's going to hate me. Um, but they're in there <laughs> running, running the tryouts and stuff, and we doing all these squats. And they call it Lions push-ups, but in the Marine Corps, we call it dive bombers. They're just trying to slay us, you know. Um, I feel like I'm very, I'm in very good shape, and so like I get through that part, and then they have us have a tryout match, and in this tryout match, you know, I team with Mysterioso, and I wrestle the Regal Twins. Shout out to the Regal Twins, those are my boys. Yup, yup. And um, we we have a, they give us like a ten, twelve minutes, something like that, and we have a cool ten minute match, ten minute tag match. And Rocky tells me what he liked, tells me what he didn't like, and, and tell me what he wanted for me going forward and told me that he wanted to bring me in. Um, I'm not necessarily a young lion because um, I didn't go through the LA dojo camp, but I, I he brought me in for the lion's break collision. And, that, and, and it was supposed to happen sooner, but I had separated my shoulder in December of 2019. I separated my shoulder. They told me I was going to be out for four to six months. Or if I got surgery, it'd be like three to four months and i didn't want to do any of that and so one month later i started wrestling again because i'm hard head hard head or whatever you want to call yep, it or yep. maybe it's my radioactive genes but <laughs> you know i come back a month later funny story was that a week after i separated my shoulder i got into a car accident and when i got into the car accident it kind of like reset my shoulder it didn't put it back in place, but it popped it back enough where I can get range of motion going. So once I started getting that range of motion, I started going to the gym. And then one month later, I had a match. And I felt good. And I just started wrestling again. Came back to Hollywood. And I hit Rocky up, let him know I was good. And he told me, all right, we're going to make it happen. Then the coronavirus happened. And stuff got shut down. And so Rocky was just like, you know, hang tight. It's going to it's, it's gonna come. I'll be working on some things to make this work. And when he hit me up, he was like, all right, you ready? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. And he brought me in for the Lions break collision and, and i had two matches my first match my debut was versus tjp which is somebody that i had wrestled last year um tjp's a great guy i, I love that dude man he's giving me i could send tjp a match at 2 p 2 a.m in the morning and then he'll watch it and send me back feedback you know like he's that type of person that's dope. Saying, oh you should do this instead. you should do this instead or work on this so you know i like this part but i didn't like that you know that's how a person tj is he's he's one of the best in the world and, and and he's also one of the guys that give back to the guys that are coming up, you know. And so I wrestled TJP, and then my second match was with Mysterioso, who I had teamed with at the tryout. And so it was it was all good. I, they, they liked my show, and I got a lot of good feedback from Twitter, and, and Twitter was buzzing after my match with TJ. And they brought me back again in June. Well, excuse me, they brought me back again in July. And in July we were there for four days. I did eight matches. Chase Owens, Rocky Romero, right? Yeah, Chase Owens, Rocky Romero. I did, you know, Jordan Clearwater. I wrestled, um, you know, a, a bunch of stuff that I can't say right now. You know, I ain't trying to spoil yeah, anything. No, like spoilers, no, spoilers. no spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers, no spoilers. But I did a lot. I did a lot of uh, of matches in those four, week, in that four days, and then they brought me back again this month, earlier this month. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's going good, man. I think I've had, like, 15 matches now with New Japan and... I feel blessed, um, I'm happy up, to be a yeah. part of part of the team, you know, and to just be with some of the best in the world. You know, you got a locker room full of guys like Kenta, Brody King, Flip Gordon, Chase Owens, Jay White, Rocky Romero, of course, Jeff Cobb, Fred Rosser, who's formerly known as Darren Young, PJ Black, Like all these guys are in the locker room, Tama Tonga, and, and they're all there watching the matches, giving feedback, critiquing the young guys that are coming up, letting them know what we could do better, what we shouldn't do anymore, what to do again. And that's the kind of environment I want to be around. You're only going to get better by, by wrestling people that are better than you, by being in the locker room with people that are strictly about the hard work and the grind, and they just want, they want their program, their product, their show to be the best show. And I feel like New Japan Strong on Fridays is one of the best things out right now, you know? And, this, this, you know, we got the road to fighting spirit unleashed this Friday. And I, you know, I have a singles match this Friday with Jordan Clearwater.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that this this podcast, you know, people listen to it on Thursdays, and I was gonna say, you know, since it's Thursday tomorrow, you you know, Friday, you gonna be you gonna be on it again. You know, the signatures up. You can go on Facebook and all forms of social media and see that they're promoting the hell out of it. And yep. um, man, that's dope. I, I agree with you, man. I always say this uh, on every podcast, and I say it just talking with folks in the locker rooms <laughs> or whatnot. You know you're never going to get any better unless you start working people that are better than you, you know, and it's good. It's good that you're, you know, able to be in touch with these cats and, 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 and get the feedback and, and be in the ring with them and watch how they move and feel how they move, you know, and just, it, it only makes you better dude. So c- congratulations. Yep. I definitely think this is deserving. Um, you mentioned cardio a little while ago, conditioning, man, I, I you got insane, cardio for you to be moving as fast as you do and for you to be doing the stuff that you do in physical form and 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 whatnot when you when you come back uh to the back it's not it's 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 like you're not even you know you you didn't do anything it's like you've just been sitting there the whole day you're you breathing normal it pisses me off to be quite honest with you i need that kind of cardio man i know i'm like three. i know i'm legit like 301 you know but uh uh still you know um uh,
2: I, I I wish I had a little bit of your cardio, so maybe I could borrow some. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lend you, <laughs> give me some of my radioactive genes, you know. Nah, man, it's definitely you know. I got I, I've always been an athlete. I boxed growing up. I played baseball and basketball for high school, and then you know in the Marine Corps, obviously the conditioning and stuff like that 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 just set me where I set me where I needed to be at. And then when I was a drone instructor, I was the bar. So I, I, my conditioning and stamina has always been that way. And wrestling, you know it's another kind of physical beast i think you know and and, but now i'm at the point where i could wrestle three or four matches in a day and and be good because of my my stamina you know be able to keep going and and that's just that comes with the work that comes with the grind and and i feel it though the next morning low-key i woke up the next morning i was like ugh, i feel that you know but it's just it's part of the work you know
1: yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. So, hey, before we get out of here, man, I, w- I want to ask you a couple of just random, random questions. You know, just uh, out the box,
2: random questions. What is your favorite match of all time? My favorite match ever. Not, not me though. Right? Just a match that I've watched. Not you. Just, just. Okay. As a fan. Um, WrestleMania 18, Rock and Hogan.
1: Oh, that was a good one, man. They, yeah, they, they, just, they I,
2: showed, they showed the world how to, how to, how to work a crowd. Yeah. How that's to, that's. I just wish I could go back and sit there live and watch that yeah. match live.
1: That 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 match was so, I mean, no pun intended with The Rock, but that match was so electric, man. I mean, yeah, he, man. It, they just had you from 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 from
2: bell to bell. They just had you. A close a close second would be Gargano and, and uh, Adam Cole from Takeover. Oh yeah, the man, of th- they're two out of three falls, hey, You that, know, that's a, that's a, 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 any any match
1: with Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, not they don't have to be wrestling each other, but it it in the match. Man, those, oh, some, of those, he, some of those takeovers have been tr- tremendous man just like man, yeah you ones. see what Cole did
2: with Pat McAfee this last yeah man he takeover? like he was to work a whole, a he, whole 20 minute match.
1: he made he dude, made man. he made he made McAfee look like uh he'd been wrestling for years man
2: yeah it, it he's was that good man crazy he's when, that, and when, he's I, when I when I did the Evolve seminar with Cole you know he was one of the guys at the Evolve seminars he he was able to talk about all that stuff and and just be so down to earth and, and passing the knowledge, you know. And, and he's another person. They say don't meet your heroes, but he was so so dope about it. And and when I had my tryout match with Evolve, he had the feedback that I wanted to hear, you know, not not what I did good, but what I can improve on. Yeah, it's great, man. So yeah, that's you know, my favorite
1: matches. Okay, now you you mentioned it, so let's let's ask that this question: What's your favorite match that you've been in?
2: My favorite match that I've been in. Um, I, I you know what's crazy is, is my. my one of my first favorite matches was, was the two out of three falls match with Douglas James when I, when I first started out. Mm-hmm. That kind of, like, put me out there. But but more recently, you know, my, my favorite match is, is is the match that I had with TJ Perkins. Okay, okay. That was going to uh, – that's on uh, the New Japan or – or Yep, on the New Japan. I also have a, a, a fucking uh, – excuse my line, a fire match with Adrian Quest from last year's PP3 tournament, the semifinals of the PP3 tournament, championship wrestling from Hollywood, me and Adrian Quest – Another one of my favorite matches. Those are like oh. my top three favorite matches. That's what's up. That's what's up. So you you you're you're a Spider Man guy. So that means you're a Marvel guy. You like DC more. You Marvel or DC? Marvel, Marvel all day, every day. But I am excited to see this new Batman man. I saw the trailer, and I think Robert Pat- uh, Rob Patterson's going to kill it. That's Batman. So look,
1: look, look. I, I'm not. I am not in any way, shape, or form a batman fan and the reason why i'm not a batman fan is because i feel like he's just like a real dude like you and me and when when you know i mean you can have all the you know combat skills and everything that you can you can be as smart as hell but you can't beat superman bro you can't you can't beat you know these these metahumans who you know Honestly, if they wanted to get real I'm, raw on you, they could take you out. But they make it seem like Batman is like the one.
2: Yeah, I'm in I'm in no shape or form a Batman fan either. I feel like if I had that much money, I would definitely be Tony Stark instead. I hear you. i rather yep. have an iron suit. Yep, you know what I'm yep, saying? Yep, yep, yep. But I'm also not a Superman fan. You no, know, I, I, I think Superman is a super overpowered hero with, with crappy villains. So yeah. besides Doomsday. But I'm not a DC fan. I watch it. You know, I didn't read the comic books growing up. But I'm I'm definitely, definitely a Marvel fan. spider Man's my guy. Yeah. And if I had to pick somebody else after Spidey, it, it's going to be Iron Man.
1: Oh, uh, I got you. I got you. Just to go back to the to the Batman thing, I was going to say all the stuff I said, I was going to roll it in by saying, but in the, the new Batman trailer, that part where the dude asked him, who are you? And he just started molly whopping him. Yeah. Insane, the right? Way, the <laughs> way he did it. And then he looked him in the face and said, I'm vengeance. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this movie i yeah, that, that. that. was the best fight yeah.
2: choreography I've seen for a Batman movie ever. It was violent. Like, like, it, I mean, like, they, ever. It didn't show any blood he, or nothing he, like
1: that, but it was violent. He beat the shit out yeah. of that dude yeah. so
2: fast. Yeah. And what I would think, bat, and that's exactly when I imagine Batman whooping ass, that's how I envision it. You know what I'm saying? Not all the other Batman films where he's doing like all this acrobatic type shit. Like, nah, I want to see him just beat the fuck out of yep. somebody. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I, I was digging it. I hope right. the whole movie's like that, that's movie, right. with fights like that
1: well man um we nearing the end of our time bro i i, I want to say this man i'm I'm glad that i that i met you and you know no spoilers uh you know but i i definitely feel like we're gonna do some good things you know uh here in the future i i've seen okay so so peep this out i've, I've always this has been my my whole dream this has been one of my dreams ever since i got into this you know you got you got eddie kingston homicide Proud and uh, powerful. You got, you know, uh, amazing red, and all them East Coast Puerto Ricans that are out there repping uh, low key for 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 that for them. Now I know you're a Brooklyn dude, but you're you're on the West Coast now. I'm a SoCal
2: wrestler. Yeah, so, I'm a SoCal wrestler.
1: You know, we need to start bringing. You know, you, me, Gino, um, Slice, Slice Boogie. Um, you know. I, I don't even know. We'll have to seek them out, but we we need to get we need to get what they got on the west east coast over there. We need to get that over here, man. You know, I, start, I agree one hundred percent. Just start looking. Enough of us out here. Just start looking, looking after each other, and kind of just talking and politicking and just being around. You know. Um, yep. We could do like a some type of LWO type of thing out here. You know, what that'd I mean, be, just be be, lit. be the west Let's coast. The fans
2: what y'all think about that? Have You tuning in? Yeah. Let us know. What do you What do you think about that? A West Coast Puerto Rican faction. That yep. would be something that hasn't been done, I don't think, on the West Coast. And and I'm that, that may I I'm all for it, man. I'm all let's for let's it talk. Too.
1: Hell yeah. All right, man. Well that's all the time we got, man. Thank you for coming on. Before we go though, I want you to, you know, plug yourself. Go ahead and put all your social medias in there. You know, anything that you got coming up, obviously the new Japan stuff, uh the
2: floor is yours. All right, thank you. Uh, First of all, I want to thank Papa Esco for bringing me on to this awesome podcast. All the listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, Again, my name is Danny Limelight Rivera. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok, at Danny Limelight. And then my Pro Wrestling Tees store is ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Danny Limelight. I'm not a hard person to find. This Friday, tomorrow, when you're hearing this, this it'll be tomorrow. Tune in to New Japan World. Strong road a fighting spirit unleashed and catch me in one on one action with Jordan Clearwater. The main event you got Chase Owens, you got you know, you got an eight man tag with PJ Black. I mean, excuse me, PJ Black's wrestling. Chase Owens, you got you got an eight man tag, Adrian Quest, Barrett Brown, Mysterioso, it's, it's, it's ACH, TJP, it's just it's Blake Christian. It's just so much, so much so much of your favorite people going to be on the show. So tune in to new Japan this Friday and and, and yeah, let's get it popping. Let's get it.
1: All right, man. Well, Hey, again, bro, thank you so much for coming on. And, you know, I can't wait to see where, where we go from here. Um, on behalf of the podcast, I'd like to thank you again for coming on. I'd like to thank the listeners for listening. I am your master of ceremonies, the king fat boy, Papa Wesco. This is straight out of the bodega, the podcast, and we out. And just like that, mi gente, that is all she wrote. Tremendous interview. Huge shout out and mad respect to Danny Limelight Rivera for pulling up to the podcast, sitting down with the King Fat Boy, and having a good discussion. You're a solid dude, man, and I wish you nothing but success in the future. I'll holler at you in a little bit. Until then, you stay safe, you stay sane, and please be healthy, man. That's all the time we got for this week. Please tune in next week where we're going to have another sit down with another good interview. I'm talking about Southern California Luchador. He's been ripping and running all up and down the states trying to get his name out there. My man Puma Negro is going to be on. It's going to be a great discussion and I cannot wait for you to hear it. I'd like to thank you all for listening. But we'd like to know where you're listening from. So why don't you let us know Get on social media And let us know what podcast platform You are using to listen to every single episode Of Straight Out of the Bodega You know the drill Is it Spreaker? Is it Spotify? Apple Podcasts? iTunes? Is it iHeartRadio? Let us know Talk to us We talk back Also Let us know How we're doing We do this for you We don't do this for us So let us know exactly what you think about every single episode so far. Positive, negative, otherwise, talk to us, man. We want to know. We can't give you the best possible podcast experience unless you're letting us know how we're doing or who you'd like to hear on future episodes. Also before you go, check us out on social media, please. Talking about Instagram, straight out of the bodega, Facebook, straight out of the bodega, on Twitter, that's at S T-R-8-O-U-T-D-A-B-O-D-E-G-A. Straight out the bodega. Give us a follow. You might like what you find. Also, before you go, check me out on social media. I'm talking about Papa Wesco on Instagram, Papa Wesco on Facebook, and Popo underscore Esco on Twitter. Give me a follow. I might follow you back. On behalf of the podcast, I am your master of ceremonies, the king, fat boy, Papo Esco. I'd like to thank you once again for tuning in. We'll see you next Thursday, and we are out.
0: Lucha-Masks.com Powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution